I will not get the plagues written herein. Well, let me start by asking you, as I mentioned, it was very exciting uh, for us at the station to receive your new CD, Sound Grammar. You have not recorded by conventional standards on a regular basis in, okay. in the past several years. Why is that, and under what circumstances are you moved to release a recording these days? Well, I, I'm always searching for a way to compose music without worrying about music keys. And I'm getting closer to perfecting that. In fact, improvised music is probably the most successful form of expressing sound where that if you find a way to use any note to make an idea complete, by all means do it. And the reason why most people don't think that way because when you're playing an instrument, you have to realize what key the instrument is and, and what are the sharps and flats. But sound doesn't know anything about that. I, I've learned that a long time ago, and in fact, when bebop was really strong, people used to make slings out of the flatted fifth. I don't know if you remember that time. Oh yeah. But uh, it was you know flat foot flute and all that kind of stuff. And today, what I think exists in music now more than ever is the idea. And since the idea is not based on any particular laws or, or styles, it's mostly based upon the correctness of resolutions, I mean, what we call grammar when you write something or when you're trying to make a speech about something intelligent, you have to use a certain perfection of grammar for everyone to know where you are. And in music, everyone knows where you are because they can hear what you're doing. Now, that's an interesting observation about the bebop era where the flatted fifth interval was considered radical at the time. Is yeah. the, What's considered radical now? Uh, the word is called free. I think that is the most uh, profound word, because free doesn't mean free of anything. It means you have the freedom to challenge what you believe you can do. But if you don't have some idea of what that freedom represents, it's not going to help you too much. And coming back to the length between your recordings, are the progressions moving toward your ultimate conception coming more slowly now, or why the distance between recordings? Oh, I think that has to do with time and opportunity. For instance, I, I, I mean, I really think of myself as a composer, although I, I play a lot of live performances as a leader of a, of a band. And what you just uh, expressed then is that composing and notes are two different worlds. The notes are already existing, but the composer has to have some other motive for using notes certain places. Sometimes people use flatted fifths and flatted sevens just to give color to the idea, but if the idea doesn't actually stimulate anything, the color's not going to do too much. And one of the things that is good about sound is that everyone uses it to talk. And what I mean by that is that um, the, the body is constantly playing an instrument, and we call it language. But mostly... Um, Instruments, you know, like say I play the trumpet or the saxophone, and the key of the trumpet is in B flat and the sax is in E flat, but it doesn't tell either one of those instruments when you're going to make a mistake. 
Are you familiar with Noam Chomsky's writings on language? No, but that name sounds familiar. Some groundbreaking work on whether language was innate within the human being or whether it was a result of education, nature versus nurture, I guess, is a cliched phrase we might use. And I was trying to make a connection between your language of music and if you feel that is innate within us or if it really needs to be taught. Well, actually, that's very interesting what you said. I think that even if it has to be taught, there's a method that has to be used for it to talk to be understood. And usually um, that comes what I call grammar, sound grammar which means that uh, sometimes the accident of words sounds different in meaning than what they sound in a language as far as how you're doing and good day and goodbye and all those things. But basically, when you take music, each note is confounded on a certain frequency of vibration that gives it the tone that has the name that it goes by. But as far as sound concerned, it doesn't help to use it anywhere because of that. In most cases, sound and language has more to do with the the quality of what one would call uh, intelligence. And sound and music has something to do with what one would think that music could bring in the form of what you call pleasure and happiness and surprises. And in other words, um, the sound of music is not just notes. It's a relationship to your nervous system and to the quality of your own experience as far as how things affect you and how you answer them back in relationship to what they mean. Like, for instance, if someone was speaking to you vulgar and was saying things like that, it wouldn't have a pleasant sound to your meaning, whereas something that, you know, uh, are you going to the movie or something that appears to you, you can elaborate on those kind of things in a different way of formulating the ideas that you want the person to appreciate that you're saying. Yes, I see. Can I ask you about your early environment? If we could talk a little bit about Fort Worth and Dallas, Texas, and your interaction with some of the other musicians who the jazz world has since come to know, like Bobby Bradford. And I know you don't like genre terms, but for for lack of anything against anything that someone else is doing. Well, thank you for that. I was going to bring up the term rhythm and blues, which was, of course, a a big part of the music scene in that area at that time. And how did that environment shape you? Well, the one thing that it taught me uh, a lot of things about the quality of how people evaluate the things they like if they don't think you appreciate it the way they appreciate it themselves. Like, for instance, uh, I was born in Fort Worth where the music that I heard was mostly uh, hillbilly and country and western music because Fort Worth is a big cow town. And then the other people that aren't in that bracket, everything is in blues and rhythm. So you have blues and rhythm and Caritan all played by the same notes, which is not so bad. Some of it's quite good. <laughs> yeah, it is. That's true. I mean, I used to play with Bob Wilson and the Playboys and Ford Wars and Lights on jam session, and they would. In fact, uh, there was there was some song that George Sheen wrote that was very complicated play, and mostly all of the the uh, hillbilly musicians. Love to play that piece. I can't think of it now, but it was very complicated to play, but they enjoyed executing it. But it was a kind of music scene where you, as a young African American horn player, could sit in with yeah, Bob Wells and right. the Texas Playboys? Yeah, yeah. totally. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, that, I, that's good to hear. Yeah, and I, and, I'm, and I experienced it. I mean, I'm not saying I was there listening, I was experiencing it. It's true. I mean, uh, music has no color. 
You went for many years facing harsh criticism from some other jazz musicians and critics for your music, and I wonder if you have some words for younger artists who may be dealing with the same thing, enduring this, and what it does to you when you're trying to develop your art as a young person. Yeah, well, one of the things that's really true when you say developing your art, the temper scale that goes from stay natural to be natural chromatically that makes all of the half-tone notes that makes up all of the scales and chords go from C to B natural chromatically, and it ends up being 12 different chromatics. Those are just the tools of sound. They don't tell you what combination you can use to make a particular melody like Lara or Lonely Woman or anything. You have to find that that road for yourself, and that's the one good part about music. It has an improvised quality that has nothing to do with education or experience. A person don't have to learn music to write and play music it is something that you can teach yourself to do emotionally as well as racially so the message to a young artist who may be struggling with criticism or lack of uh, recognition is to just keep at it and not only to keep at it but keep at the thing that he's moved by when he hears something that excites him about making an idea out of it without the ideas everything is boring I'd like to ask you about your particular approach to Mm. improvisation, which is, you mentioned the word free, but within your music we hear acoustic instruments played Mm -hmm. essentially how they sound, whereas there's other music that might fall under a definition of free improvisation that works more with less conventional sounds of the instrument, if you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I understand. You've made a conscious choice to organize the sound at least in one way. Why is that? Well, uh, since I'm born in Fort Worth and I've played with so many different languages and traveling, I think I've played in so many environments, you name it, whether it's Chinese, uh, Portuguese, whatever, I have had some experience in playing the same notes in that environment with a different resolution approach, which tells you that sound has no parents. Sound is an idea that turns into some clarity of someone's mental and emotional state at that moment, the way they're expressing it. You know, to be more precise, sound does what sex can't do. Could you elaborate on that? (laughs) Well, certain sounds can cause people to just... I mean, I've seen women, you know, get up and just take most of all their clothes off and just express the way they feel and men get up and dance. It is something really special about sound that ignites the, the, the personal part of a person, of their memory. So when a person is inspired, you, you, no one knows what they're going through, but you can tell it's got to do with the pleasure and sadness of what they're experiencing from their memory and their present. And what music does is satisfy both things at once. I wouldn't say it's as powerful as sex, but it certainly doesn't get in the way. I was having a conversation with a friend the other day, somewhat along these lines. I know what you're saying about sound being so fundamental, and I guess at the subatomic level, they say everything is vibrating, and sound mm. is vibration. And and so I was trying to assert to my friend, a visual artist, that somehow that sound was a more powerful medium of art than what was dependent on our seeing or our language, mm. our conventional language. I don't have a question here. I guess it just was an observation. Picking yeah, but up a, it's true. What you're saying is true. Can I ask you a, mm. about um, 
I'm an amateur bassist, and it's mm-hmm. and it's an important part of my life. And I I've noticed that you have played with some amazing bassists, uh, Charlie Hayden, David Eisenson, yeah. and others. Also, amazing drummers like Billy Higgins and Ed Blackwell. Can you talk about the role of the bass and drums in your music? Yeah, well, well you play the bass. I do. Well, right bass three changes down C major seven. Okay. E flat major seven. E flat major seven. Okay. Uh, and D minor with a flat of fifth. Okay. C major I'm, seven. E flat major seven and. B minor with a flat five. Okay. No. No. C major seven. E flat minor seven. Oh, even, thank you. E, e flat minor seven. And D minor with a flat five. D minor with a flat five. Okay. <laughs> so how many notes are those? In all those chords? And yeah, I mean it's three chords, but how many notes? Yeah, three chords. I guess well about twelve notes with. Yeah, it's all the notes yeah. in the form of three chords. It's all this. It's all the scales in the form of three chords. C major seven, E flat minor seven, and D minor with a flat five. And that comes from basically, uh, you know, bebop music liberated improvising. Mostly uh, show tunes always had to have a seven for everyone to know how to resolve the half step. Now the half step can appear as any part of any idea. It just won't mean to resolve the third and the fourth and the major seven. Is this the heart of your harmonic concept? It's not, no, that's just a part of what I call homiletics. I think homiletics does two things in relationship to music. It changes the tone of the heartbeat, and it changes the vibration of what you call the frequency system, like nervousness or whatever. The 12 notes in the form of half-steps, 12 half-steps going from C up to B. Now, that C up to B has 11 other notes between C and B, but C and B is a half step. That's what's so amazing. How close do you see the bass to the treble clef? Well, the bass clef to the treble clef is pretty close. It's about a whole step down, isn't it, uh, if you're looking at it on the, well, now, on the paper? Now I'm just going to say, when you talk about the tone and you talk about the notes, the bass is playing the same tone the piano is playing, but with a different tone. They're playing the same notes. You can play C on the bass, and you can play C on the piano. But C on the bass is an A on the piano. And A on the piano is a minor third on the bass. C and A is a minor third, right? Right. But the C on the piano is the C that makes the A a minor third. But the A and the bass, what you call the bass, is a C. Yeah, the difference between yeah. the bass clef and the treble clef. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. I got you. Yeah, exactly. I think... Anyone would be able to play the bass if transposing wasn't in the way of what we call unison, or changes of harmony. Those are nothing but ideas only resolving without any uh, melody other than half notes and whole notes. So the bassists you played with were able to understand that concept. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, David Iverson and Charlie and uh, Scott LaFarra, the bass got liberated. Can I ask how old you are, sir? I think uh, they say I'm 76 or 75, something like that. The secret to a long life? Anything that you can uh, I, I'm advise? I'm not sure. I have, I've had a long life. I had lots of years, but I don't know about the life. Understood. Mm. Going forward, what are your goals? Well, um, what I would like to achieve before I close my eyes is to find something that doesn't die. And you know what that is? Music? No. It's life. Life doesn't die. We don't want to die.